Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Taco Tuesday, Alex Padilla. Alex Regla with you guys. Alex Kyrie is yet to be a Laker. Not sure if that's what people are waiting for, but at this moment, we're recording on a Tuesday afternoon. We still got Russ. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I think like everybody else, still refreshing Twitter, waiting for any Kyrie updates, but seems like it might take a little longer than expected. And it feel like even the Kyrie updates that are like, there are no updates. Doesn't that even feel like an update? You know, like, doesn't, yeah. the, doesn't the drama of it all just seem like an update? Like I saw a report yesterday or this morning that the talks were quote frozen. Like, and I was like, well, that's a big deal. You know, why are they frozen? Why are they frozen? Uh, I really, when the Nets got eliminated and Kyrie went on that podium and he said, you know, me, Kevin and Sean and Joe are going to go and build this team together. I mean, you fast forward, what, three months. I never thought that this is where we would be all summer long, but here we are. We are in the Kyrie Irving trade watch market, man. And with the talks kind of freezing, I think everybody has to just like focus on any little clues we can get elsewhere. So if it's LeBron not sitting next to Russ, if it's Kyrie showing up to summer league and who he sits next to, because I think he sat next to Jerry West, I think. Or Kyrie he had a Sparks up. game. Yeah. So I think right now everybody's just kind of reaching for straws, trying to find yeah. any clues. We are reaching for straws and we are trying to search for clues, but let's talk about those straws and let's talk about those clues because they are honestly, I'm more this summer is more entertaining than the Lakers actual season was last year. <laughs> like at least it's more fun to talk about and it's more fun to keep track of than watching whatever that was last season. That was like, that was a brutal thing to follow. So this is at least fun for me. Are you having fun with these rumors? Or are you like, I can't believe this is where the Lakers ended up. Like, now we have to go fishing for Kyrie Irving. No, I'm having fun with them. Like, I, I think this is like, again, like one of the best times for NBA fans, like every July, if it's summer league, if it's a trade, you know, trade market going crazy, free agency, all that stuff's really fun. And I, I think every fan base at least has optimism at this point with their team. Like no one's really down because no games have been played. So yeah, it's fun. I, I just think to a point, it does get kind of repetitive where, like yeah. the same stories are coming out each day where it's like KD needs to get traded first. Lakers and Nets are far apart on a deal. Mm. Lakers are the only suitor right now. It's just kind of like a recycling of information every day. But I think that the difference uh, of everything you just said is I don't think the Lakers and Nets are far apart. I just think that they, they know they both want to make the deal work. So they're both going to grandstand. They're both going to posture. They're both going to say no to things. But Sean Marks and Rob Polinka know that this trade works for both of them. Now, reports today may indicate otherwise. That goes back to the whole KD thing. Dave McMenamin on ESPN says that the Nets are not, he didn't say holding out hope, but are interested in the possibility of bringing back Durant and Kyrie. And that the reason for the holdup is they feel that they can still talk to Kevin Durant's people and convince them to run it back one more time. And they can't run it back one more time if they trade Kyrie Irving. So he is the, the, if you're playing chess, the KD piece goes first is basically the same report, 
but now a little bit more detail as to it's not a hundred percent that they're trying to trade Kevin Durant, even though he requested it, he does have a four-year contract in Brooklyn. Why do I want to go trade one of the top five, top three players in the NBA right now? If I don't have to, that's kind of where the nets are at the moment, according to Dave McMenamin. Like how much of that do you think is the nets? Like, obviously they want to keep, KD and they want a engaged available Kyrie. That was what they traded all those picks for. That was what they, they built their short-term success around was those two and James Harden when he was there and they don't want to give up on that yet, obviously, but at the same time, it seems like that that union is coming to an end. Do you think this is just a posturing thing or do you think this is them genuinely believing they have a chance to, to bring them back in? Is it crazy to say that I think that the Kevin Durant, in Brooklyn is not over like officially over, but the Kyrie era is, is that crazy? I agree with you. I, I don't see how Kyrie is back on this team next year. I, I think yeah. there's still a percentage chance, like maybe a small one that KD who who's kind of known to, to change his mind uh, pretty often could be swayed back there. But, I mean, uh, Kevin Durant has asked for a trade, right? He has officially asked for a trade that has never been, no one is denying that report. Which means Kevin Durant knows that he, if he gets traded, chances are Kyrie's not coming with him. So what I mean by I think Kevin Durant could be in Brooklyn and Kyrie isn't is I don't think Kevin Durant is attached to, to Kyrie Irving at all. So if, if they bring back KD, that doesn't exclusively mean that Kyrie for sure is coming back. That may not mean Russell Westbrook gets but he might still get traded there, but I don't, that, that, that doesn't mean that he's going to play for Brooklyn. That's a whole other thing, but I don't think these two go hand in hand. It's not peanut butter and jelly. The fact that it's not KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. It's definitely not just Kyrie. I don't see that happening at all. No, I mean, the trade request came what a day or two after Kyrie opted in, yeah. which is kind of telling i would say that like if you really wanted to stay and work make the things work with Kyrie, he would have give it one more year to try that out but obviously if he's asking out i think he's over the Kyrie business like he saw he didn't have Kyrie all last season and he doesn't want to put himself through that again he's going to get one year older um he wants to go to a place where he can win in the short term and yeah i, I think if kd does get traded i, I there's no way i see Kyrie or Brooklyn bringing him back into that full disgruntled. Um, I think at that point, you just take what you can get from the Lakers. I, I, there hasn't been any, there's been reports, obviously, that they would be willing to run it back with both of them. But I would just say that's just because they would prefer to keep Kevin Durant. It's not that they prefer to keep Kyrie Irving. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that they know that they do have a good basketball duo. If, and we always forget about Ben Simmons is there too. So I don't even know how that, what that would even look like, but they do have a legitimate three all-stars on that team. So if you're Sean Marks, like if I can convince everybody, let's just try one more year. And if I lose Kyrie for free, you know, at least we gave it a chance. Like, I don't know if that, but then that goes to the next step, Alex, how much is too much to give up if you're the Lakers? Cause now there's more reports. So if you, if you're the nets, you obviously would prefer to get something for Kyrie. If you're going to lose them as opposed to losing them for free, that's always ideal is to get something for a player instead of losing him for free. Now the reports uh, yesterday coming from Yovan Buha that if the Lakers were willing 
to give up both first round picks that they currently have, Kyrie would be a Laker right now. Like that's a very strong statement to make in this particular time. I, I mean, it, it, it is, but at the same time, it kind of goes with every other report we've heard so far. It sounds like the Nets have been since the beginning of their trade talks have been kind of holding out for that second first round pick. And um, the Lakers obviously have been hesitant, hesitant to do it. They kind of been hesitant to even give up one first round pick. So um, that's kind of where I think things are at between the two sides. I feel like the Lakers have already offered the first Westbrook and whatever, a couple seconds or whatever it may be. And then it's say, well, we want the second. And I think that's where talks have probably broken off and yeah. they're going to see who blinks first. Lakers there. may also be asking for a different player in return to match salary. You know, like there might be, they might be making requests themselves as to, well, give us Seth Curry too, or give us, you know, a better, better second player in return to match these salaries. And like, there's also the whole third team aspect. I think everyone from Brian Windhorst to might've been McMenamin, I forget who else, but they've all said, if this trade does happen, it's very likely it's going to be a third team involved. It's not going to be a Lakers and just Brooklyn deal happening here. And that third team is probably going to be the team who takes on Westbrook. So we heard, I know Eric Pincus did an article where he mentioned the Spurs as a potential team because they still have cap space. Indiana is another team out there that still has cap space. So it sounds like both teams are still negotiating with each other, but also trying to find it a third team. But in terms of like what's too much, I think it all depends on like you weighing the benefits of getting Kyrie. Does he coming in also guarantee you get LeBron to sign an extension? Because yeah. if that does, then I think you're willing to give up that second first round pick then. I would say there's multiple aspects to that question because, you know, you can't predict the future, obviously, but if you're going to leverage your entire decade of picks with Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving, which you would do if you traded for Kyrie Irving and gave up the two picks, you gave up a decade's worth of picks to get these two players. You, does that trio bring you really close to a championship? It gets you probably as close as you're going to get in terms of what the Lakers have to offer elsewhere. Like they don't have a lot of resources. They have those two first round picks. They have THT. They have Kendrick Nunn. That's just mm -hmm. cap fillers at that point and an expiring Westbrook. I'm not sure how much better they can realistically get on the market than a Kyrie. We can mm -hmm. argue is Kyrie better than a buddy healed miles Turner package. Right. I, I would say Kyrie gets them closer than, and getting those two. I was going to get there eventually because that's the other trade package that's still out there. But to stick on the Kyrie stuff, like in, in a, in an ideal world, you pull this trade off. You, let's say you end up giving ideal world is you don't give up any of the picks, but if you do end up having to give both of those picks up, then you automatically become some sort of contender, at least then LeBron does sign an extension. You already have AD for three more seasons, I believe. In an ideal world, Kyrie works out and you sign him long-term and then you go from there. And that's a trio, at least with Kyrie and AD going forward, like that you can count on because they're younger and, and obviously all-stars and they're really good. So that's the ideal world. Yeah. But then there's the flip side that you execute this trade. You do get Russ out, which I think the majority of Laker fans are, are on that. Let's, we have to get him out but it doesn't work out. 
and LeBron doesn't sign an extension and Kyrie doesn't sign an extension. And now you're left with Anthony Davis for three seasons. Nobody really else on the roster that's worth much. And you have no picks for the next eight seasons. Like that is the doomsday scenario that this trade really does present. It presents, I think, both sides of the equation. Can this work out and they become a championship contender? Yes. It worked out with AD. Like we took that shot and it worked. Like they gave up a half decade's worth of picks, an entire young core, and it worked out because you got a championship. Mm-hmm. Now, can they swing for the fences and make it work again? That's the question. That's the position. That's the corner, I'll say, that Rob Polinka has put himself in. Like this Lakers organization put themselves in this corner where it's like, we don't really have much options here. And I mean, there is a third option. It's it, yeah. You talked about Kyrie. We talked about Indiana. Well, we will, but then there is also the third option, which is we could just bring Russ back. I don't see, Oh man. I, do you see that happening? Do you, I could see we've talked about it like every podcast, like how likely. And then at one point we were like, I can see it happening now. But now I just, I really don't see this happening Was at it all. because of the non-interaction at the Vegas Summer League? It's dumb, but I think that's a part of it, honestly. I don't think it's dumb at all. I think you can read <laughs> a lot into it when the reports are that literally everybody except Russell Westbrook went up to LeBron to say what's up and that there's been no communication between those two this summer. And Russ is already pissed off because he knows LeBron's pushing to get Kyrie. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't think it's dumb at all. I think it's like a, I think it's evidence as to why this can't work. Yeah, so if it's Kyrie or if it's another trade, I, I don't think Westbrook is is going to be on the opening day roster. And, and if he is, I um, I would worry a bit about how LeBron feels about the organization, uh, especially if he has been reportedly pushing for Kyrie and they didn't get him. And I think at the deadline, he was reportedly pushing for other deals that didn't happen. So there, there might be a little trust issue there between him and the organization if, again they kind of put this team around him that can't win. So um, yeah, I, I would expect something to happen. I just don't know which deal is the one that, that takes place. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's such a really interesting, cause like you can be a really positive Laker fan and say like, if we get Kyrie, we're going to make the playoffs and we're going to win a championship and we're going to, everyone's going to sign extensions and we're all going to go on our merry way. And we'll all eat our eat crow about what we said about Rob Polinka. But really, when you think about the possibility of the second option, the doomsday scenario, that's the scariest thing you could be in as, a, as an organization. I mean, at least when the Lakers were awful in the 2010s with Kobe, they had these picks and they built a core. They, you know, it was Julius Randle. It was D'Angelo Russell. It was Lonzo Ball. It was I'm missing someone. But um, you you kept having you kept getting lucky in the lottery first of all you kept every every high pick you could get you ended up beating the odds and then now if you if you go if you, if it doesn't work out is it just like you just have to be the best free agent acquisition team possible i was going to say so the the only like caveat to that is a lebron extension i think max at his age is what 2 years i think mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie, I think, is in the same boat. Oh, no, he might be what a four-year, three-year. That I'm not sure. Okay, and I, whatever I think the report was, if Kyrie were to come and extend, I think they would line up with AD's contract. Okay. So uh, Doomsday is what all three walk, mm-hmm. and you have no picks, no picks. But then you have like entire cap book clean, right? Yeah. So like you said, you either at that point just do a redo 
and try to sign two max players or whatever that summer, or you use that cap space to recoup those picks. Also, if you lose Kyrie and you lose LeBron, the other thing is you then you can just trade AD. You can go get stuff sure. for AD. You can go get picks for AD. You can go get players for AD. Whatever AD is, is at the time. I mean, he's like your, he's going to be your one piece that you can actually trade. Or use, use AD as another cornerstone where you can try to lure in another star with him, right? Who doesn't yeah. want to come into a, a situation where he's the only guy with the Lakers. So I think either way, you can also use that cap space like, teams are doing right now try to take on bad contracts you get a first round pick and you kind of have to hit a hard reset it might be an ugly couple of years yeah but there is ways to recoup those picks and i think those picks are just so far out um that i i i think at the end of the day i'm not sure how you feel i i think the deal gets done i think the lakers do give up both picks yeah, I was. I wanted to present to you door number three that we just brushed over the Indiana okay, thing, the okay. Indiana Buddy Healed uh, trade. What do you think about that one? What does that one specifically look like? What do you think that one looks like? Well, it's funny because Jovan also reported that uh, there there are some in the organization that who are pushing for that deal over the Kyrie trade, and that deal would probably be something like Buddy Healed, who we know Rob Polinka is a huge fan of. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Heald has turned into like Paul George. Remember when we were like, <laughs> we're just going to get Paul George that summer. We're going to get Paul George. That's yeah. Buddy Heald now. Like we can't get rid of that guy. So it'd be something like Buddy Heald and, and potentially Miles Turner for a Westbrook. And I'm guessing they ask for both first round picks also. Yeah. And um, so it's just, what do you prefer? Do you want an, another center defensive center next to AD who can, mm-hmm. who can be that stretch big that a lot of people have always kind of, said if there's an ideal center to play next to ad it's miles turner mm-hmm. so you get that guy and you get the shooter that the team has reportedly been like hard in the train market for they watch shooting still that's something each rob plinka said darvin ham has said so you get those two guys you ship out westbrook you 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 check off that box so that's an intriguing deal and i like it from in terms of like rounding out the roster perspective i just don't think it gives you as high of a ceiling as as a Kyrie does. Yeah, to me, I mean, it's yeah, it rounds, it gives you a little bit more depth. Obviously, you're adding two players, two players of a position of need. Um, but does it elevate you to the level that Kyrie can elevate you when he's on? I don't think so. Yeah, I really don't think so. Plus, we know what Kyrie and LeBron look like on the court already. And Anthony Davis pretty much fills in the Kevin Love role, probably maybe better if he's healthy. So we know what that looks like. Um, so if I had an option, I would still probably pursue, if I'm giving up two first rounders, if I'm going to leverage my future, I would just swing for the fences, honestly. And you uh, also probably, it's, it's not just Kyrie. You're also probably getting something else back, yeah. right? It's, if it's it be a a Seth Curry, Joe, Joe Harris. Harris, or whatever it is from that third team, maybe they get yeah. something from San Antonio. Maybe they get, maybe they get buddy healed somehow if Indiana's yeah. involved. Yeah. So it's probably you ever, not just Kyrie. Do you ever think you you live in a world that where the Spurs are tanking? Never thought I'd see no. the day. Or like Popovich isn't the coach, like right. which seems like it's happening soon. And we're kind of at the tanking stage, aren't we? Like aren't, Dejounte Murray was the was the thing that did it right yeah. there. It's like is is are they going are they going all in on Cade Cunningham? Is that what's going on? Oh, on uh, on the the guy coming in for from France, right? I don't know. Like I don't know who the Spurs <laughs> are gonna are gonna go for but they're doing something yeah but this is an interesting time i mean 
it's it's an incredibly interesting time. Also, the, the Spurs doing any type of trades with the Lakers is uh, an insane right. thing. Those right. two teams never right. uh, work together. So if, maybe maybe we have to maybe look at Indiana as a more realistic option at this point. Um, I can't see San Antonio working with the Lakers. No, me neither. I don't. I I when you're talking about three third team trades, I don't know. That's when you lose me because I don't know like the the dynamics that go into three team trades are just so there's so much that could, that could be a possibility when you're talking about two teams, you know, what those two teams have, mm-hmm. you know, what they can offer, you know, the salaries that match you throw a third team in there. Now I don't really know, but we'll see. I, I genuinely think come if, if it does drag on, which I think it'll drag on before training camp, this will be resolved. It has to, yeah. I, I think if you're trading for Kyrie, you you really want him in training camp. You really want him from day one with Darvin Ham, with LeBron, with AD to kind of like get those relationships, those egos aligned with one one with one one and the other. Because you yeah. you really don't want to go into like a midway trade deadline deal and bring Kyrie in. That that's kind of dangerous. So let's since we're talking about giving up the, the first two rounders, let's just let's let's play a game. We're we're giving up the first two rounders. This is what the preference is for this game. I give you a choice right now between the Kyrie or the Pacers with the two first rounders. What are you going with? Cause I, I like the Indiana deal. I do definitely get the argument there. Um, but again, if we're short term championship or bust, I go Kyrie and I hope I get um, something good in return. Yeah. I, I think the answer is clearly Kyrie and it's not. And I would say that that's, there's so many red flags in that trade, but I would still be, cause I, I I've do since we've been doing this podcast, I told you when you have LeBron James on your team, you don't plan for the future. You have to win now. Yeah. Like you, like you just have to, you have to plan. You have to win a championship now if LeBron's on your team. So I would do that one, but another question, and then we can wrap it up after this one. Would you give up the first two or would you stand firm <laughs> or would you just stand firm? Like, cause listen, if it's me, I'm standing firm as hard as I possibly can to not do it. Like I, I will stand as hard as possible to not give up if that's me, but I'm not in the office. I'm not the one whose job I'm going to lose. Like if I'm Rob Palinka, why does he care? Cause if this doesn't work, he's not oh, going to be there anyway. He's, he's gone. If I'm Rob Palinka, Unless Genie's telling me you can't do it, or whoever is higher above Palinka is telling you, you can't do it, I think Rob would do it in a second. I genuinely think Rob would trade those picks in a second if he was allowed to. Do we have ed- any evidence that that says otherwise? In any trade he's done, notable trades, he has given up more than yeah. a lot of people said that he should have. The yeah. AD trade, everybody said it was an overpay at the time. The Westbrook trade, people are still talking about how much of an overpay that was. Um, I don't know why any evidence which suggests he would not give up an additional second round pick. Again, I go back to the idea that if they're willing to give up a pick in any deal to get rid of Westbrook, the second round pick just feels like, um, I don't know, not as important if you're already going in with that basis of giving up one. Especially yeah. if you're getting back something else, as if it's another starter, if it's an expiring contract that you can move later on for more picks or whatever. I just feel like I don't think that one pick is going to stand in the way 
of a LeBron extension, number one, giving them the best shot in winning a championship, number two, and just like also getting some goodwill with fans. Like you don't go into next season with Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, that just sends a bad message. So I don't right. think the pick is going to get in the way. And at the end of the day, they could always like throw a bunch of protections on the pick. It can be a fake first, like a top 10 protected first. And if it conveys, it conveys. If it conveys, that means something went horribly wrong. Yeah. So it, you're screwed anyway. Yeah. Um, you just said something too that's super important. If you come back with Russell Westbrook and this roster, which is the same roster, just younger. Yeah. It's the same type of player that they got. They just, it's, you just don't. Maybe people aren't as familiar with those names. I would argue maybe less shooting somehow yeah. than last season. You are, you're going in with fans hating you. Yeah. You're going in. I would say last year, at least AD, Russ, and LeBron were all loving each other. At least all three of them thought it could work. At least all three of them were all like, yeah, keep that same energy. Keep hating on us. We're going to prove you guys wrong. This year, if they all come in, how are you going to spin that? How can you spin that? So to go to your point about like, what does the second pick matter at that point? It's almost like at least like team chemistry, like is built for this year. We don't know what 2029 is going to look like. No one knows. No, no one. So yeah, man, it's, it's difficult to get caught up in future picks, especially ones that are five and seven years away, whatever yeah. it is. And yeah, man. But, but I agree. Like if you are Rob Palinka, you're not just like throwing the second round pick right away at the table. Of course. Like you definitely stand firm and say no. And you hope that Sean Marks blinks first. It's a game of chicken right now. And it's just seeing like, who's the guy who, who kind of caves first. Mm -hmm. And if you really have to give up the second round, a second first round pick, and maybe you get something a little better in return. Maybe if you really want Seth Curry, like their ports are, and you get him instead of Joe Harris, they might value him enough as a first round pick to, to trade for, then, then you do it. But obviously at this point, that's just bad negotiating to just cave in right away. Because at, at, at this point, no one else is a suitor. There's no leverage from the net side. The only thing they could do is like what we said earlier at the show was we're entertaining the idea, bring it both back, which is just feels like a kind of toothless threat at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think both teams, the reason there isn't much talks is because I think both teams know, like, what is there to talk about every single day? Both teams know what they got and both teams know that they want to execute it. So it'll be, it's just an interesting time, man. So, so once KD gets traded, I would, I would bet things move pretty quickly from there on the Kyrie front. Yeah. And if KD doesn't end up getting traded, I still think that's why it'll be, it'll happen before training camp. I would say, say, say we're in August and KD isn't traded yet. Then I, I would get a bit nervous uh, if I were the Lakers. And I would see maybe Polinka caving at that point. When is Lakers training camp? I don't know, but you, you would have to kind of hope that they don't, that it doesn't drag on that long. Yeah, you would hope NBA training camp 2022 season. Let's see. Um, trying to find this. I don't know. I don't even know if it's announced yet, to be honest with you. But yeah, I <laughs> anyways, who do we thank for this? Do we thank Kevin Durant for this possibility? Or Pretty much because it looked thank... like the, the Kyrie thing was, was shut. Yeah. Such a crazy, crazy time to be a Laker fan. And why was Russ sitting on the bench? <laughs> Did anybody ask, anybody ask him like, why is he on the bench when no current player goes and sits on the bench? 
You know what? Like I, I know Russ gets obviously his play wasn't the, the best and it's just bad overall. But he from like throughout his career, he has been a pretty passionate teammate. He had like he he shows up at every game. Like he could have been like on Twitter or leaking reports how disgruntled the situation is, how bad his situation was, but he's been like professional this entire time. Like yeah. he still has the Lakers logo and his his avatars, like um I, I, it could have got ugly and he has at least been professional throughout all this quiet. <laughs> like he just doesn't say anything except yeah. the Beyonce video. That's about it. That's right. Um, so do you think last thing, do you think let's say the Pacers, is it the, the Pacers offer DeAndre in? Yeah. So that, that's another thing to be on the lookout for. If the Pacers and Suns like get a sign and trade with Aiden, I don't know where that leaves the Suns in terms of, uh, a KD trade. And uh, that may also impact Indiana's cap space. That might take them out of a potential Westbrook landing spot. If they're using that as a, as so are a, we, getting Aiden, are we rooting so, for Aiden to Indiana? Are we rooting for, cause doesn't if, that open up a trading spot in Phoenix, I guess, or, or, but then I, I guess, I guess if you're rooting for that Indiana deal with uh, Buddy Keels and, and Turner, then I guess so. But uh, I, I think San Antonio is still out there. I think Charlotte, who's in a really rough spot with the the Bridges situation, still has cap space also. Um, but it looks like those are the only teams really could help facilitate a trade. We'll see what happens. By the way, the Charlotte player. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing, dude? Yeah, it's just what are you doing? a bad situation. Bad Terrible situation. Terrible, terrible situation. I'm just refreshing Twitter one last time to make sure that here on Tuesday afternoon, we're not going to miss <laughs> anything before I hit publish later today. Uh, but it looks like we're in the clear for now. But this, you know, it's funny is that, like you said, all the updates are the same, but they're not, you know? So even if we do get an update today, it's not going to be Kyrie's been traded to the Lakers. So we shall see what happens. At Alex M. Regla tweeting so much about Max Christie right now. <laughs> are you like in love with our new, with our new Laker? I, just, I like his game, man. Yeah. Like uh, he, he's definitely raw. And I, I, I am worried that he only has a two year deal. Cause I do not think he's going to be a productive player in these two years. He, he's going to need to take some time. So again, that's another little marginal move on the Lakers part with their contracts. They keep messing things, these things up. Like uh, Christie's probably not going to be a productive player here. If I could see him being yeah. one down the line, we didn't expect Austin Reeves to be a productive player. That's true. And again, Reeves, look at his contract. Mm-hmm. I think he has one year left or mm-hmm. two tops and he's gone. Maybe Caruso number two. Caruso, no. <laughs> it's a bad situation with those little deals. Like they, they hit and then their contracts kind of expire. Yeah. Well, hopefully max hits, you know, Caruso hit Reeves hit. Hopefully yeah. max hits. You know, these are the reason why they go and buy these second round picks. I know. Um, I don't think Reeves was drafted though. So um, yeah, but they, we'll see. Uh, have you enjoyed watching summer league? Are you, are you, are you all in? It's fun. I, yeah, I, I do. I do dig it. And it's still crazy. Like even though the Lakers don't have like a first round prospect out there, um, every game looks like insane environment from TV. Yeah. Still. Are you, uh, are you <laughs> the Chet Holmgren stuff is hilarious to me, dude. Like did the, the magic shut down Bancaro? So like they, they, they <laughs> deprive the world of that matchup. That stuff's funny, man. Cause it's like when he did it, when they were playing in, was it Utah a couple of weeks, like a week ago before they got to, to where they're, that's his first game. 
where he like oh, broke okay. the yeah, blocks. Yeah, I forget who it like, was against, but uh -huh. he like broke the blocks record and everybody was like freaking out. And I was like, dude, he's doing it against guys that are not gonna be in the league, man. I mean, hey, that's it happens every year at summer. What about like, Durant the to, the, crazy. to the Thunder? Durant and Chet. There together? you go. Thunder have all those picks. Could happen. All right, Alex. Uh at Alex M Regla on Twitter. Uh, I'm at AlexVideo86. Thank you for uh, listening. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to this network, Silver Screen and Roll, on Apple, Spotify, Google, SilverScreenRoll.com for all your latest Lakers news. This is a good time, man. We'll see what happens by the time we talk next week. Maybe nothing. Maybe we'll be like, here's the latest on Kyrie next week. We'll see. Alex, thanks, man. Thanks, man.